I'm the director of the Purdue Climate Change Research Center. All right, we would love, we'd all love to have a crystal ball, right, that we could look into and we could see exactly what's coming in the future. We could plan for the future really well that way. And we could make a lot of money, I'm sure, right? We know that the climate is changing. That's really clear. We're changing the greenhouse gas concentrations in the atmosphere. We understand what happens when we do that. And that makes the future a little bit cloudy because we don't know how much the climate's going to change or in exactly which direction. So what we're trying to do with this climate change impact assessment is remove this fog, right? Remove some of this fog at least. Get a better vision into the future, into, into America, into Indiana's future climate. The, just the seven and a half, seven and a half billion of us on the planet, maybe we could actually change the composition of the atmosphere, right? If we're all working really hard to burn all the fossil fuels we can because we want to have a high standard of living, maybe we could. In fact, that's what we're doing. The important thing is the temperature is changing and we expect it to keep changing. And we can look at how we would expect carbon dioxide and other sort of human emissions and, and factors to affect this increase in temperature that we've seen over time. We can look at how natural factors would affect this change in temperature over time. We can how volcanoes throw sulfur dioxide into the atmosphere and cool the planet. Clearly, getting warmer, right? And this isn't just observed in temperature records with our thermometers. I mean, that's, that's what I've been showing you so far is data from thermometers large part up to us. We're going to get a lot of warming here by the end of the century compared to where we are now. Even with really ambitious mitigation here, ambitious, real strong ambition to minimize climate change, we're looking at a, a lot more climate change likely in the future, globally. This is entirely clearly because we're adding greenhouse gases to, to the atmosphere. The, the change in CO2 concentration in the atmosphere has been really dramatic. We're sort of in unprecedented territory right now. If you look back 6,000 years, you see there's been very little variation in, in CO2. And, and really, CO2 levels haven't been much higher than 300 parts per million here for a million years at least. Uh, almost a million. We know from ice core records, almost a million years at least. But the, this recent change is so dramatic. So basically by 2050, um, there's going to be substantial warming in Indiana. And, um, and they all agree that, that that warming is going to be more by the end of the century in, if we have higher emissions than if we have lower emissions. And these two ranges overlap here, but all the models will give you that. So this short-term agreement of the models suggests that we really need to be doing something about the fact that the climate is changing because even if we work hard to reduce our emissions, the climate's still going to change at this point in our state. How's that climate going to change? Well, there's a, there's a way of, you know, we can, we can describe that not just by showing you a graph of what the temperature's going to look like, but we can think about what will our climate be like in the future? Will it be like some other state's climate today? And if we split that up into summer and winter climate, in the summer we expect that our climate is basically heading towards northeast Texas by the end of the century. And our winter climate is heading towards southeastern Virginia. If you look at the temperature and precipitation combined in that season, that's about where we're going. All right, so that's sort of our average temperature expectations, but climate is made up, I mean, Climate science, we talk about averages a lot, but climate is made up of more than just averages. 
other things that are probably more important for, for people and for ecosystems, for, for a variety of species, are things like the extremes and the seasonality. It's often the extremes that'll determine, you know, your, the flood level goes up, you know, if that once in a hundred year flood happens more often or is higher, that's a problem. So it's extremes that are an issue and seasonality is an issue too um, for things like uh, if you want to grow stuff, right? For how, how long a growing season you might have. So we're, we're managing our environments in terms of the timing and the extremes much more than the averages. And if you think about extremes, a small change in the average, if this is sort of the number of events that are extremely cold or extremely hot, a small change in the, the average temperature actually means a big change in the number of extremes and the intensity of those extremes. So you can see as you move over here, you know, what was fairly warm becomes normal, what was extremely warm becomes fairly common, and what was out of the question becomes occasional. Um, so we've got to pay attention to the extremes as well as the averages. And so if we look at here, one of the things we've done with this uh, with this assessment is we've we've done what's called a statistical downscaling analysis using some of the latest model results. And that may be gobbledygook, but the idea is we're trying to do our best job of estimating exactly what's going to happen right here in Bloomington, for instance, um, as opposed to in some large like pixel that represents a big chunk of the, the continent. And, um, and I don't want to give you the misleading impression that this is totally accurate and that we have the number exactly right. What this is, is our best estimate for this area as opposed to something else. There's still, you know, different models will still provide different numbers, but this is the best estimate, the average across 10 different models that are representative of, of the state-of-the-art models right now. Um, so historically, in this region, we've had about, we, you, I live up here, uh, but <laughs> you've had about 26 days per year where the high temperature is above 90 degrees. So what are we looking at going forward? Well, this is still somewhat preliminary, but I think this is our likely to end up our final number. We're looking at 87 days per year, so almost three months per year um, under the high emissions scenario where in the 2050s, um, you're gonna be hitting 90 degrees. Um, now, you know, this is the high emission scenario, but I'll just remind you that the, the medium and high emission scenarios are not that different in the 2050s. Um, so even if we're lucky and we, we're, we're releasing less carbon, um, we're likely to see a dramatic increase in, in these high temperatures. Uh, if we look at the hottest day of the year here, uh, historically it's been about 98 degrees on average. The average year has had the highest temperature of the year around 98 degrees. In the 2050s, we're looking at 107, potentially. Um, and the 20 is high emission scenario again, so, uh, so the 2080s, keep that in mind, that this is the high emission scenario, but um, 112 is the suggested high temperature in this analysis. And these numbers, um, I should just say, are run, this statistical downscaling was done in uh, Alan Hamlin's lab at uh, University of Notre Dame. So this, is, this assessment is a multi-university effort here. Um, including IU, uh, and I, I should have said that earlier, we have people from, uh, many people from IU, from Ball State, from Notre Dame, as well as a whole bunch of people from Purdue that are working on this, and um, many other organizations as, as well that are helping out on this assessment. So this is not just an assessment that's being done within our center. This is trying to tap into the best expertise that we have around the state measures now. 
Okay, so a quick summary here. Indiana's getting warmer and wetter, especially in winter and spring. Um, we'll have to deal with extreme heat. We'll have to deal with heavy rainfalls. The rainfalls have also been getting uh, more extreme over time, and we expect that pattern to continue. Um, we need to understand these changes seasonally if we're going to plan for them well. Um, and one way or another, these impacts are going to affect all of us.